0: the las vegas raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness transform your mind body and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content guided meditations progress tracking and more visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of true Connect exclusively for raider nation you're listening to the raiders podcast network your official home
1: for all things silver and black as we bring in the general manager, Dave Ziegler. How are you, Dave?
0: Outstanding. Thanks for having me today, Good JT. to have
1: you. Appreciate you making time. As I just said, there's a nice window coming up here, as it feels like you've been gone a while, right? And now yes. you come home after two really emotional overtime victories.
0: Yeah. Um, one, we're excited to be back at home and to be in front of Raider Nation. And you know, we've got a lot of support from Raider Nation on the road, too. Um, they really showed up in Seattle, and, and they, impact, they impacted the game, too. Um, you know, there's just a level of comfort that you get when you go into an away stadium, and you see all the silver and black, and our fans, they let you know when they're there. You know, they're, they're not sitting on their hands, and so, um, you know, so that that part was awesome, um, and, and it was a, and it was an emotional win, and it was fun to be able to share it with the fan base, but we're excited to get back in, into Allegiant and see all the silver and Block in there and and um, you know put out a good performance from front of the home group.
1: I just interviewed the head coach and I asked him about that walk off play and it's great video and you were there to hear the crowd and then the Raider Nation when he got to about the 40 50 on the Raider side and then took off. And the roar of the Raider crowd and how quiet Seattle was, that was a rare moment in social media history.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And just, you know, it's been, um, I would say, even throughout the year, and, and you know, obviously um, it hasn't, you know, went, we haven't won as many games as we have liked to to, to have won up to this point. But, you know, the, the Raider fan base and just the support that we, that we receive um, and, and their dedication to the team and and their passion for the team it's it's a lot of fun you know it just it motivates you to want to win um, you know, for that group even more, and and that's the thing is for for me and for for Josh and and myself, like you know, we've had, we've had a the the um, opportunity to go to the mountaintop. Yeah. You know, we've been. to – I personally have been to four Super Bowls, um, three Super Bowl rings, and, and have got to experience all the things that come come along with that. We want to do that for Raider Nation. That's part of the motivation is for Mar- to to win for Mark and to win for this fan base, and that's going to be that's what's going to be rewarding about this. Um, you know, uh, our, our our run here is, is being able to do that. It's not for me and it's not for Josh. I mean, you know, we, we want to win, but we want to win for Mark and we want to win for Raider Nation. And, and that's the goal.
1: You've been in a lot of celebrations and bigger games, playoff games and Super Bowl. But for regular season, to see you in the locker room with the head coach, Matt Crosby, waiting for Derek to come in, then waiting for Josh to come in. The genuine appreciation that you had for those moments, especially because, Dave, it's so rare, even in Major League Baseball or in the NBA, to win back to back overtime games on the road and then come home again. Did that hit you guys on the plane? How rare it is to do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Josh and I looked over at each other at one point on the plane right home and just smiled and shook our heads. Like, wow. Like, what, what, you know, the, the, um, what occurred the last two weeks. were special wins, you know, and what I mean by their special wins is because they were hard fought and they weren't special in the sense of like, yeah, it's not the AFC championship. It's not the Super Bowl. But when you've seen a group of men, I would say the players and the coaches that have went through a lot of adversity Mm -hmm. throughout the season um you know haven't lived up to to s- certain expectations in, in certain areas and to know the amount of work that the coaches put in the hours that they put in what we demand for our players and to start to see them get rewarded and 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 get the payoff that's where my emotion is my emotion and excitement is after the game is because I'm excited for them yeah I and tell. um And I'm going to celebrate a victory now um, because they're hard to come by, and we're going to have some fun when we do it.
1: Dave Ziegler is our guest. So what was wrong in the early part of the year when you look back? We talked about preparation, which we believe everybody has a good practice week. Not all going to be perfect, but these six one-loss game possession games compared to now these overtime wins. Have you seen something different in regards to practice, meetings, film study, preparation, or was it pretty much the same in week two as it is right now?
0: No, I think we've grown in all those areas. And when I say we, I think, you know, the the guys on the team have grown in terms of um, – now, let me just say this. This is a hard program. We demand a lot. Um, we demand a lot when it comes to preparation. We demand a lot when it comes to practice habits. We demand a lot when it comes to attention to detail and accountability. That just doesn't happen. Like, you have to work at that. You have to teach people what that means. And, and not just the players, but that's happening in the scouting department mm-hmm. too. Um, you have to teach them what those standards are. And and you and guys have grown um, in that way. Guys have started to understand a little bit more what it takes from a preparation standpoint, mm-hmm. what it takes to be dialed in um, and focused at practice to be able to take what you're doing on the practice field and do it in a live situation. Now, we're not perfect at that. But guys are starting to learn. And now they're starting to see some of the results of that. And I think at the beginning of the year, um, I don't think not everybody had the understanding of what that was. And that's not to anybody's fault. That's part of the process when you when you put a bunch of people together that are new. And I think that's part of it. And I think the other thing is, um, the last two weeks, what we've what we had a problem with at the beginning of the year, and, and again, there's no guarantee we couldn't have that problem. This week mm-hmm. sure. is we uh haven't cre- we we weren't creating a lot of negative plays on defense, but we were creating a lot of negative plays on offense with penalties. And a lot of third and seventeens, second yeah. and twenty-fives, and things like that. And when you're not creating negative plays on the defensive side of the ball, but you're inflicting a lot of negative plays on yourself, it's a really tough formula to win a close game. And I think, you know, we've done a good job of that in the last two weeks. But it's, again, to your question, it's a lot about the process and people learning what it takes.
1: Dave Ziegler, GM of the Raiders, is our guest. So I want to stay on that because I picked it up with Mick Lombardi when he spoke the other day. Your evaluation, your standard is higher. That's not a knock against other organizations. That's just where you came from Mm -hmm. with your success you had. And now the players are starting to understand that. So that is kind of a buy-in question, but it's also evaluation and how a player handles, well, we lost two in a row or two out of three or three out of four, and I'm coming in here and I'm getting evaluated. I'm being graded. And how the player handles that mentally, mm-hmm. that's a process that obviously could take more than a season or six games. I'm starting to see that where some players are better than others of taking criticism and rolling ahead.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're, that's what we're looking for long term is at the end of the day, we want to bring players in here uh, that are, have a passion for football. Um, that want to invest in the process, that like to get pushed, that like to get critical feedback, um, that like to grind through practices and, and do it in the weight room. And they're they they they're about self-growth. And um, we want to get 53-plus guys, you know, that have that mindset. And, you know, when we're going through this process, that's what we're evaluating. We're evaluating, um, from my perspective and, and from Josh's perspective, um, not just the actual physical skill set on the field, but who has that DNA? That cha- and I think it's championship DNA because I think to have that mindset that that's how you win championships is when you have a lot of people that are invested in the process, that like to like to be pushed, that like to be told that they're not doing something well so they can improve it. Um, we're evaluating who those players are. You know, who are the guys that want to get better, that want to take critical feedback, that like to get pushed, that like to grind, that love the game. And when we get more, as we as we find out who those guys are and start to stack the team with those guys, and, and a lot of that's, uh, you know, my responsibility, um, you know, that's, that's what building a sustained winner is about. That's part of it.
1: Dave Ziegler is our guest. So what improvements have you seen off the field that you've been striving for?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Again, I'd say there's, there's a few things here. I think one thing, there's a few things that you have to have in place to build a championship caliber program that has some sustained success. Like, forget what happens on the field. Like, the one thing that you have to have I, that, I, that I saw in New England, I've seen a lot of other places, Baltimore, um, Green Bay, um, Pittsburgh, um, one, there's a level of continuity, right? But there's a harmonious relationship between the head coach and the GM. And the scouting and the coaching staff like if you don't have that harmonious relationship it's going to be hard to win you might catch lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. but in terms of building a sustained winner and so i've seen a lot of growth here in the building of just that relationship between coaching between scouting me and josh have had it and and now it's starting to spread roots through not just coaching and scouting, but now through the support staff. Like we have an outstanding support staff here, but you have to create buy-in and you have to get on the same page and you have to build a relationship there. And so to have something that's aligned, um, is not there's not a lot of football teams that have an, a, a really strong alignment. And so that's been something that's really been, um, that's not on the field. No one's going to see it, but that's grown in the building and that's really important to our success. And the same thing, like, what accountability and attention to detail means for us. And then teaching what that means to not only the players, but the scouts, to the support staff, to the strength and conditioning staff. Like that has really been something that's um, that's grown roots and has really improved um, throughout the last 12 weeks. And And I could go on and on, you know, about like what we're doing from a scouting perspective, the growth that I've seen from our college scouts in terms of what we require when it comes to getting character and background research on players, really knowing the players that we're drafting, who they are, what makes them tick, all those, those are all things that have been taught. We just didn't come in and throw guys out on the road and say, hey, go at it. Like That's something that's the foundation for that. Um, and where we're at now con- compared to where we were at when I came in um, is another major improvement that, again, you have to have in
1: place if you're going to build something that sustains. GM Dave Ziegler joins us. So as we wrap this up, if a critics are asking about the culture in the building, that's what critics do. And they say, well, what's happening here? Who's buying in? Who's going to be here next year? What has changed in your tenureship here with the culture when you drive in here every day Mm -hmm. from football operations and especially the players and your expectations?
0: Yeah, well, I think the one thing is, um, and we saw it during some of these times of losing. Mm -hmm. That's when it gets tested, right? It's all smooth, and you can cover up a lot of warts when you're winning. Uh, But when you're losing, it all gets put out on the table. And we just recently lost three games in a row, right? We lost to... um, We lost to New Orleans, we lost to Jacksonville, and we lost to the Colts. That's a recipe for a collapse, right? Mm -hmm. But because of the relationships that we've built and putting a priority on treating people the right way, um, putting a priority on self-growth... Um, creating a culture where critical feedback is something that's just a part of what we do, and, and so like not only have coaches got not only have players gotten better as we if we've done that, coaches have gotten better. Mm-hmm. We don't just sit around and pat each other on the back. Right. You know, we 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 we, we are we're critical with each other. We've um, you know we're critical with our assistant coaches. We're critical with our scouts. Um, but you can do that when you've built a relationship, a respectful relationship on the front end, and you invest in your growth, and they know that you care about them, and that's why we haven't had a fracture. That's why the culture is strong. That's that's how Josh treats the team. Josh has been consistent week in and week out, and having that model of consistency, of level-headedness, of continuing to be respectful when things are going bad, to treat people the right way when things aren't going your way. Um, that's, the, that's why the culture is what it is. That's why the, you know there's the, the, the critics out there that they're doing this, they're doing that. No, we've we won two in a row. and We've won two in a row um, in tough environments and we've played tough games because of all this stuff that's going on behind the scenes.
1: I want to get into Max Crosby. I'm a big believer with individual awards. I go back to baseball. Andre Dawson won an MVP on a last-place Cubs team. The record isn't there, as you said. But Max Crosby's individual play, and a lot of it has to do with his coaches and teammates, has put him at a very, very high level where he's being discussed in that category. And as you know, you don't get that award very often. You know, T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, when it comes around, I grew up with Lawrence Taylor. You want to be the defensive player of the year, let alone the MVP. What have you seen from Max behind the scenes and what you see on the field that puts him in this category where he could be defensive player of the year?
0: And and I think, you know, he I think he should be the defensive player of the year, obviously I'm biased, Um, but behind the scenes, it's it's the it's kind of what we've talked about. That's why he's a cornerstone and a really he's a foundational brick in this whole process and this whole team building piece is because the work ethic, the unselfishness, the drive to get better every day, um, the humbleness to look at oneself and say, I need to get better in these three areas, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get better and improve. That's why you've seen the growth in Max Crosby as the player. And he's grown on the personal side too, um, obviously, you know, in, in, in his tenure here that he's been in the league. So there's that piece. On the field, he takes over games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he takes over games and he takes over games on all three downs. It's not just the pass rush stuff. He penetrates and tackles for loss. Um in the Seattle game, we needed two we needed there was two rushes on third down where we needed someone to make a play on the quarterback. That's what he did. Yeah. He took over the game and he made a play in the critical moments when it counts. And like you said, when you're when you don't have a winning record, you don't have maybe as many of those critical moments, um, you know, to win a game where you're, you're the deciding. You're one. You're one of the deciding factors. And I think um, you know Max showed that this past week, and he showed it in Denver, and he showed it throughout the year. But when you're loot when you're losing or on the losing side of things, it doesn't get um, advertised as much. But Pure and simple, the guy can take over a game on three downs. He creates a a, a lot of negative plays. Teams have to game plan how to stop Max Crosby, and I think those are a lot of the elements that go into someone that's a defensive player of the year.
1: One more for you, Dave, on a personal note with your job here, where the calendar is, is you're evaluating players who might not be here or will be here next year. What is that process like? Because everybody, you've talked candidly about Josh and his contract potentially going forward. You have time on that. But when you look at other players, Jonathan Abram was let go. You're looking at other players who are going to get more reps. Guys got to come off IR. Guys got to prove they can play coming off IR. What's that like for you personally when you look at the calendar every day, how many games are left and you want to win every game?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a level of stress that goes goes along with it, obviously, because you want to win, and and um, y- you, you want to make decisions that are going to help the team win. And I think at the end of the day, like some of those decisions that we go back to, like we said, is um, uh, we want to have players that can execute on Sundays um, with what they were taught, and take it from the meeting room, and take it to the practice field, and be able to execute in pressure situations. And so as we're looking at, like that's a lot of. We make a lot of decisions based on that. And if um, guys are having, let's say, guys are struggling doing that consistently, and there's another guy that's behind. Maybe he's a undrafted free agent. Maybe he's Tyler Hall, who we, you know, who we yeah. signed after a workout or whatever it is. And they're showing more of those attributes. Then we have to give those guys opportunities because. We're, we're trying to win now right like we're always trying to win now we're going to always try to win now but we're also trying to figure out who's going to fit into this picture long term who's going to be here for for the for the for the years of consistent winning and so you have to make some tough decisions and kind of balance things out of saying uh, you know we're not getting exactly what we need out of you know individual a play in and play out individual B is showing it during the week in practice. He's he's doing all the right things off the field. Like We're going to give those guys opportunities. And so when you're looking at the calendar, um, you're, you're balancing, again, that short-term with the long-term. But at the end of the day, um, we're going to give guys opportunities that are showing the traits and the qualities that we know you need to have to survive here in this program, and one, not only survive, but thrive in this program, and and that's what we're doing here.
1: Chargers, last one, you weren't here for that game, but you watched it. Sure. It was incredible. I I really (laughs) believe, honestly, it was the greatest football game ever played for a last game of the season, with the Steelers riding on it, the Chargers, and to eliminate them. You know they're coming in here really bitter about that loss It changed the outcome of their season. They're a good team. they got guys banged up. You have guys banged up, but you're home. Uh-huh. And coming off this and the Cliff Branch celebration, which is going to be incredible, the place is packed. It's a rivalry game going back to Sid Gillum, Al Davis, Bill Walsh and the organization from the L.A. Chargers. What does that mean to you to represent this team, knowing the fans are coming home to see you, excited about those wins? And this is a make-or-break game, make-or-break for the Chargers, uh-huh. too.
0: Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah. And we're not going to hide from, the, you yeah. know, hide from that fact. And. Um, I wouldn't say the, the, all the other things that you mentioned with Cliff and the fans and things like that. It's not um, pressure that, like, weighs on you type of pressure. It's excitement. And we're very excited for this week. We're excited to represent, you know, for Cliff. We're excited to represent for Raider Nation. Um, when you're in this business, you like big games, you yeah. know. And, and, you know, for a while there, it was like we were in some games where it was like, oh, man, I just, we, just, we just need to win to win because we hadn't won that much. And, you know, we've won a couple of rows. This is, you know, this is a a bigger game in terms of like how this could play out here this year. Uh, We still have our goals in front of us. And so uh, just a lot of excitement. And, um, you know, there's a lot of excitement from the players. There's a lot of excitement from the staff. And what it goes back to, JT, as I've said many a times, it goes, we're going to win the game through our preparation throughout the week. And, you know, we've challenged the guys here, you know, this week um, to, to, to continue to prepare and to continue to grow and continue to challenge yourself of what can you do more? What can you do more during the week? And we're hopeful, we're hopeful that that preparation during the week will lead to a positive outcome on Sunday.
1: Thanks for your time, Dave. Appreciate you. Great to see you. Thank you for listening to the Raiders Podcast Network. For all things silver
0: and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com.